and the good of the world Everything's working together in love Every pain, every tear, every sorrow Joe is to rise on the dawn of tomorrow I see the love in your eyes, don't you cry I'll be right there by your side Check, check, yeah. check. Welcome to Persevere to Excel podcast. I'm here with Martin Toe. And the song that you're listening to right now is uh, originally produced um, and built by, by Martin. He created this song from scratch. And I'm so excited to have him as my first official guest for um, the first Persevere to Excel podcast. So this is really cool. And just enjoy that nice track, that nice music. You are listening to Martin Toe. I'm super excited to have him today. Persevere to Excel podcast, my first guest. Hey Martin, how you doing, my brother? I am doing all right. I know you heard you heard that little accent. Yeah, I did. I did say my brother, That's you know, right. my bruda. Martin's my my brother from Africa. He's That's from right. uh, Cote d'Ivoire and Liberia, and right. uh, he's been living in New Hampshire for a good amount of time now. And uh, such a great person. He has a really awesome heart, and um, I'm so glad that you're in my first podcast, man. I know, man. Thank you for even having me on. This is an exciting time. You're welcome. You're welcome, yes, man. Uh, I wanted to kick off by just saying, um, you know, we just celebrated Thanksgiving yesterday. Uh, wh- what are you thankful for, my brother? Oh, man. I feel like that's the one thing they keep on asking at the table every year. Um, I would say the thing that I'm thankful for, um, I'm thankful for just being in this moment, you know, just being here and alive. And, and, and what is that when you say being in this moment and being alive for you? What is it? If you had to expand on that a little bit, what is that for you to be in this moment and to be alive? What is that? I think some people can be sitting in a room with you, but then not really be there. And then also some people just didn't make it, man. And last night, they might have had Thanksgiving dinner, but they ain't here today. I think that's true. That's that's very true. So how does how does that keep you grounded, knowing that, you know, you have the opportunity to still be alive, right? Where there's certain people that are not alive or or even what you have where some people might not have. So how, how does that keep you grounded? Uh, I think overall, I think it just lets me know that I got to cherish the moment that I'm in because, you know, at any moment it could be taken away. So that's, I just got to, I'm being aware of that keeps me grounded. Yes, sir. That's that's cool, man. Thank you for sharing yes, that. Sir. Yes, um, sir. Let's get into a little bit of your your creative process. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I am a sucker for learning more about how people create, and mm-hmm. uh, and you just we actually started off this podcast with your, one of your track, and you we, you ended up 
like doing a live performance, which is amazing. And um, so let's talk. Let's talk about that track real quick. Um, what what inspired it? Uh, let's talk a little bit about your creative process. Like, you know, when you were putting the music together, the beat, what inspired it? And then how did you get the, you know, the lyrics to, yeah. to write to it? Yeah. So um, I think for me, the first thing that just came was the melody. Uh, when the melody's inspiring me, um, you know, the words start to formulate. So when I heard the melody, uh, I or the the song was already there. You know, all I needed to do was just tap into it. And so when I just when I sat down and creating the beat and putting the other elements to it, um, I was just I you know the the thing the the feeling that I got while writing was like, uh, this is like a song to the world, mm. you know, it's something that's like, it's like a healing process. You know, I felt like the song, the way the melody spoke to me was like the world's hurting, but there's still healing in it, you know? So I just like, that's how the words came together. Yeah. So the process, that's, that was the process, you know, just the melody inspired me. And then the words came with it. So you heard, so you heard the melody, and then the word came right after that. Yeah. And then, w- what was the process for you? Did you, did you like? Did you start humming it? Did you start, you know, beatboxing it? Did you start, you know, just projecting different words, or did you sit down and start writing it down? I'm curious to know, like, how it went from like an idea to, to actually you engaging with it. I think it came from the humming, mm-hmm. um, like when it was like after. The melody is is hard to explain. I think in that place of cre- uh, a creative process mm-hmm. where uh, the melody is like the melody. Once I lay down the melody, like everything else, like the words come out of the melody because it's like a call and response. So it's like the melody speaking, and then I'm responding to it. That's the best way I can. Yeah, yeah. Let, 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 I want you to explain a little bit more. So when you say when you lay down the melody, are you laying down the melody by actually like humming it, or are you pulling out your laptop and opening up your you know the, the software that you use, Logic, and and start you know tooling around in order to replicate that melody you're hearing in your in, in your ear? I'm, I'm just I'm just curious to to learn a little bit more yeah, like yeah. what that is for you. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's along that line of like I do have it like I'm humming it in my head mm-hmm. and then I'm also looking for the different instrumentation that would make that you know come alive mm-hmm. so it's like is there a piano like is that, is that a cling? am I playing a chord cling? right cling? right or am I playing like a uh, like a synth and while they while they're coming together like you know those parts sometimes I do hum it right um to not forget them you know, the melody, but then as soon as I lay down the first couple of structure of it, the synth, um, if it's a piano, mm-hmm. horn, or, and then it starts making sense. It's like, okay, this is what I had in my head. Right. And then putting the other elements together and then uh, breaking it down into like the, uh, into a verse, bridge, chorus, and then got a whole song basically. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, tell me a little bit about your your writing process. And so you just explain what your, you know, what inspires the melody and the tune and, and, and the beat. Um, what is your writing process like mm-hmm. when you actually, you know, hit pen and paper or your phone typing it or yeah. 
typing on a laptop, whatever it is that you use to 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 actually drop down the lyrics. Yeah. So, I for me, I use my phone, and particularly I use my note, and I think when I'm when I'm writing, sometimes I if I if I if the beat doesn't automatically start, you know, I don't get that inspiration of like I feel like it's talking to me. Right. What I would do is like I would um I would throw the beat on and almost freestyle it. Mm. And then sometimes like some of my best bars come from that because it's right off the cuff and and then I would take that and then write. And sometimes I would after writing a one or two lines, yeah, I would um start recording and then usually after that last line um i would come up with something again and then that would already be capped recorded and then i would just go and take that line throw it down and do the process until i have a full verse 16 bar uh that's usually how i uh get the my pen and paper working for me or my phone that's really cool and 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 so um, I am a little curious to know how committed are you to the lyrics? Are you, you know, once you drop down the lyrics and you've actually sung it to, you know, the, the melody and the music that you've made, are you open to come back and change the lyrics around or are you more committed about like, okay, I like the lyrics and I got to just make it fit into this melody. I'm curious to know from your creative process, yeah. how, you know, what is that like for you? That's a good question. Um, I actually, sometimes I would make a whole verse or write a whole song and then I would let it sit mm-hmm. and then come back, listen to it again. Be like, I don't think I really capture what I w- was feeling. Oh, you wow. Know? And so then I w- that would make me just scratch out or like, you know, uh, mute and then re-record again, rewrite and then re-record again. And then be like compare the two. It's like, how how do I feel about this? Do I feel like I'm tr- I'm getting out the thought that I wanted to? Right. And is is I'm 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 seeing it also from like a listener point, like when you know as a listener, someone who listens to music often, like how do I feel like how would I judge my own you know music and do I feel like I'm speaking to myself like putting my like imagining I'm not the one that wrote the song right you right know? right and from that point I just I I think I I come down with like okay this is good enough to put out or it's just not good. I need to like destroy this song. <laughs> right, right. Hear it. That's super interesting, and 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 it's interesting that you say that uh, you try to put yourself in the listener standpoint. And I think for me personally, as a choreographer, uh, when I'm choreographing a piece, um, if there's a message associated to it, like right away, I think of my audience, how they receive it. Yeah, you know, because it, because there's an emotion and there's a message that. Mm-hmm. That, that needs to be conveyed. Yeah. So even though the creation is my piece, yeah. I have to disattach myself right, right. to how I am emotionally connected to what's being created. Right. Because if it's about me, then it's fine. Then I have to figure out, okay, how do I feel about conveying this? Because this is my thing. Where at times as a choreographer, sometimes I create piece that's more about me. Right. Where if there is a mission or a, or, or a narrative, mm-hmm. then it's completely about the audience. Yeah, right. So I picture right. myself like sitting there. If I'm sitting there and I'm just watching this thing, mm-hmm. what's going to keep me captivated? Right. You know what right. I mean? Like what's going to keep me like, like engage and like, and like be open to receive this. 
So, and then once I start choreographing, I'm thinking a lot about my audience. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking a lot, a lot about him, you know? And, and it's, it's cool because it's like, it puts you in a position where it's not even about you. It's about the message. Yeah. You know, that you're trying to convey. That's the most important thing. Um, let me see here if I have another track, another one of your track. Um, let me see. Ooh, super. Here with Martin Toe, and we're listening to some of his original music. crazy I, I i love that track yeah. i really really love that track there's there's so many different variations to it mm-hmm. um i'm curious to know a little bit from you mm-hmm. like what <laughs> there's so much stuff happening what, what what's that sound that like what's that sound what is that yeah that's um it sounds like, like a, a xylophone or something like oh oh there are there are xylophones the doo 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 yeah yeah that yeah that's a xylophone mm-hmm. and I'm hearing like I, in that track I'm hearing a lot of like like an African feel yeah you know what I mean yeah yeah I'm hearing a little bit of African feel to like yeah. yeah that's the sound I was talking about yeah that's a xylophone oh man that's xylophone. really cool and then like moving the is it uh the other instrument that you're hearing uh, that's just it's almost like it's dancing on the track. Right, right, right. Um, it's like a, what you call it? It's like a, an experimented sound. Um, almost like a, a it's a pad. Mm, okay, okay. Pad. Yeah. yeah, so t- tell me a little bit about this track. Like what, what inspired this track? It, mm-hmm. It's, it's like, it's, it's very nostalgic. I remember yeah. the first time I heard it, I was like, wow like this is like this is, i don't even know how to describe it like it felt like it felt like i was in some like some like exotic island and i'm looking at like a at a waterfall yeah and as i'm looking at this waterfall that's the sound that i'm hearing like that's yeah, literally yeah. how i felt about it like the first time i heard it so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm curious from your standpoint like what what inspired this uh, uh for me it's the sound like the sound um i it the the xylophones took me back to um like before coming to America like mm-hmm. uh, I remember when we were uh, during the war we went to um this town called Sato uh, mm-hmm. and when we were there uh 
it was New Year's, like the New Year's Eve, so the people were having a celebration that night. Right. Um, and I started either New Year's or the day before, uh, the day after off. So they were having a celebration, and um, in this little village, and they were playing the xylophone, man, and it was crazy. They had like huge xylophones. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, and then when they were playing, like I remember the melody was like, so like that's why it, it took me too. And so when I was just creating it, it was just like trying to capture that same feeling. Um, and then, so the melody spoke to me, mm. and also it just the lyrics, um, writing it out. Uh, brought me back to that moment because I remember um uh it was like because we were we were going somewhere but like we didn't know like where we we're going right you right know? so I think that's um that's where that inspiration in the song really came together it does also like bring you to this place like because it's it's like an adventure mm-hmm. but it's also like a joyous type of feeling that you feel when you're listening to it like you know exotic type of feeling because it, it it was an exotic moment where like you know hearing the music and the people dancing and enjoying themselves um but at the same time like the lyrics convey like you know what that feeling was like feeling happy but at the same time knowing that you're not really you know staying right right that's cool man thank you thank you so much for sharing that i, I can talk about your music forever um i i do want to talk a little bit about um just like who you are, like, you know, you kind of mentioned that you resettled in New Hampshire with your family. And I I would love to hear a little bit of, um, a little bit of just like how you found your grounding here. And then also like, how did you find, like, like how did you find music? Like, where did you find music for you to be like, Hey, this is something that I want to do. But I do think that it's important for you to talk a little bit about like your transition of growing up in, in, um, you know, in Africa, you know, you're, Cote d'Ivoire and, and Liberia and ending up in New Hampshire yeah. um, and then you finding, you know, your, your voice because you're super involved in the community. Yeah. You're involved with so many different definitely. things. Yep. So for me, um, I would definitely say uh, coming to the U.S. back in 2003 um, was a scary thing for someone that doesn't know the land and doesn't know the people and even the language. Like, I couldn't understand, like, in Liberia, they call it Siri. So, mm-hmm. like, the, the way we're, we're talking right now is right. considered Siri. Okay. So, okay. to me, it sounded like wee wee dee wee dee wee dee wee dee and right, all that right. scary stuff. And so, when I think the people that came along and were helping us, uh, people that wanted to get to know us um, yeah. over the time, like, really played a huge role. Um, I got into music uh, mainly because of my cousin. Traulet, mm. uh, if you've seen this, I don't know. He played a big part in getting me into music. That's um, awesome. That's awesome. Shout out to your cousin. Yeah, he was. Um, I was over his house and he uh he was listening to uh, you know hip hop album. Yeah. And I remember I was just trying to get his attention at that time. You know, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, yeah, and he just was ignoring me, man. And we just kept on listening to the song, like he was vibing out to it. And then I, I, I started like I'm like, there's something. This guy really likes this album because like the way he's just singing the songs, like 
So I just said something crazy. I was like, yo, Spider-Man, da-da-da-da-da-da, Spider-Man. Stop the song. It's like, what did you say? It's like, I don't know. Said, do that again. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I did it again, and then he um he was like, yo, I get this. He, so he started calling up his friends and says, say, yo, do do that thing what you just did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> that's very cool, man. That was like the first time they. they I remember one of the kids on the phone was like, don't stop making uh whatever you do, don't stop doing it. Don't rap about like nonsense, but don't stop doing it. Like, I didn't know what he was saying then, but then, um, maybe two years later, I mean, a year, uh, a year later, uh, there was a talent show at the at our local boys and girls club, yeah, and I ended up doing um the talent show, and that was this other kid pulled me over. He was like a one. He was the most popular kid in the in at the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. He had never seen, I don't even think this kid knew I existed. Right. But like, at that moment, he took a liking to me. Like, he was talking to me. He said, yo, man, you know, you got a lot of talent. You got a lot of potential. Don't stop doing what you're doing. I just thought it was weird, you know, but I was just so infatuated with this kid. He didn't know, like, I was just so infatuated with him. Right, I was just right. like, yo, this kid's talking to me right now. I was like, that's all that was on my mind. But like, um, uh, years so I I thought there was something to it. Years right. later, I um I uh wrote my I wrote my first first rap song and recorded it. I wrote my first rap song. I sh- showed my friends it. Well, I tried to perform it. Right. But I was very nervous, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Nah, man, it sucks. Uh, don't don't do that." And then I, I knew it was good. Mm-hmm. I just knew I was so nervous that I couldn't present it right. So I, I was like, okay, let me collect myself. I calmed down a little bit. Right. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, rehearsed it to myself. Then I was like, all right, guys, let me do this one more time. Did it again. They're like, that's actually not bad. That's awesome. Yeah. So there, I got the name Love Stone. Rolled over with a. F- um, Years later, you know, I was like, All right, I want to just be my own name. Right. Took my original name, but that's how I got into music. This other kid named Duran, rest in peace, Duran. Um, he he drowned in the uh, Merrimack River trying to rescue another kid. Uh, but he also played an uh, instrumental part in me staying with music because I was gonna give up music in high school. Um, this kid would always drag me to go on uh, CHS Live. Concord High School, um, live on Friday, Freestyle Friday, and that's how like you know, after his passing away, I I, I did the uh, music the music video video game that was dedicated to him. Um, so yeah, so right now I just um, been going back and forth, but uh, now I'm I'm here to stay. That's really awesome, man. Wow. That's that's a crazy journey. Yeah. Um, I just want to, you know, my, my last question for you, it's that I, I it's interesting because I, I work with so many different people and I, I am a big believer of um, everybody being able to be disciplined and obedience to their creative being. Because yeah. I believe that we're all created to create. Facts. And um, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't really tap into their creativity. Right. So. 
for you, someone who creates on a daily basis, yeah. um, what would you what would you say to someone who um, who's not you know engaging in their creativity and and might not think that they're a creative person? Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes it can be it can be tricky because uh, I think it's always do you go back to it? That's the question. It's like you can put it away for a little bit, but do you go back to it? And I think if you're going back to it, that's like a sign that, you know, this is something you really like oh. and you shouldn't, you shouldn't stop. And what um, about for the ones that that have never even tap into it? Right. Cause they're like, Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm not a creative person. Oh, oh yeah. What about for those people? What would you say to them? Everyone has creativity, uh, whether it's dancing or even like to be able to like look at films and mm-hmm. having an eye for certain things. Like, Everyone has creativity. I think you just got to explore the different options. Um, maybe it might be dancing, you know. Uh, I would definitely say once you start to um, figure out that one or two things or three things or whatever it is that you really enjoy doing, yeah. it brings you a lot of pleasure, um, just, just continue to do it and then see how you can grow in that and expand with other people that's cool thank you thank you for that feedback yeah i believe that you know it's important to engage so when you when you become vulnerable yeah you accept that hey i might not be perfect at this but i'm gonna engage in this no matter what or the other piece of it is too like not waiting for the perfect opportunity for you to engage in something that's beneficial for yourself right yeah um i think that's that's where you're even able to explore it right you know for you to be like oh i'm gonna try this i'm gonna try that i'm gonna try this like I think it's okay to try stuff, yeah. even if you're not perfect at it, because yeah. the trying is what's gonna allow you to discover what you know. What it's not even about like what you're good at. Right. For me, it's about like how it makes you feel. Right. Remember, I barely spoke English, so. <laughs> no, that's a good point. That is a very good point. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much, Martin, yeah. for um, for being involved with this first podcast, and uh, we're gonna leave the listener to one of your songs, the song that we listened to earlier. Thank you so much for tuning in to Persevere to Excel with Deo Moano. Um, I look forward to uh, having more of you guys listening to this and following along. And I want to thank my guest, Martin Toe, for being the first person to be interviewed. Um, And my slogan is Persevere to Excel. So have a great day. Thank you, guys.